I'm Stephanie Wolf with a brief look at the latest news in Texas politics and policy from the Texas Tribune. Yesterday, a state district judge ordered the Texas Department of Public Safety to release public records related to law enforcement's response to the Uvalde school shooting. More than a dozen news outlets, including the Texas Tribune and our partner ProPublica, sued the department last year, alleging that DPS unlawfully withheld documents tied to the May 2022 mass shooting and police officers botched response to it. Officers waited more than an hour to confront the gunman, who killed 19 children and two teachers at Robb Elementary. The records will not be available immediately. The judge is giving DPS the opportunity to redact the files before they release them. The agency's deadline for its proposed redactions is August 31st. A hearing over the redactions is expected for September, though DPS could appeal the judgment before then. The U.S. Supreme Court has ruled that it's unconstitutional for universities to take race into consideration when evaluating admissions applications. This effectively ends a key approach many higher ed institutions across the country have used to increase diversity on campus. In Texas, the 6-3 decision will have a significant impact on the University of Texas at Austin. That was the state's only public university that took race into account in its undergraduate admissions. The ruling will also affect two private schools, Rice University in Houston and Southern Methodist University in Dallas. A statement from Rice University said the high court's decision is disappointing. In an email to members of the Rice community, the university's president and provost quoted Supreme Court Justice Katanji Brown-Jackson. Deeming race irrelevant in law does not make it so in life. They said, for that reason, they will continue to celebrate and value a diverse student body. A group called Students for Fair Admission filed the lawsuits at the center of this case, alleging that Harvard University and the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill violated the 14th Amendment's Equal Protection Clause with their race-conscious admissions policies. In the majority opinion, Chief Justice John Roberts wrote that the programs at both schools appeared to be well-intentioned, but fell short of complying with, quote, strict scrutiny and ensuring that race was never used to stereotype or used in a negative way. He said race could be a factor only if it applies to an applicant's individual experience. With the practice of considering race for admissions now off the table, some states might look at something used in Texas called the Top 10% Plan to boost student body diversity. About two decades ago, the Fifth U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals banned affirmative action in admissions for colleges within its jurisdiction. Texas state schools feared this would be a major setback to modest progress they'd made in increasing student diversity. So Texas lawmakers created this Top 10% Program. The goal was to give a broader group of Texas students opportunities to go to state universities by automatically admitting high school graduates in the top 10% of their class. This also gave colleges the chance to accept students from a wider array of schools from across the state without explicitly looking at an applicant's race. It's been criticized by some suburban parents, state lawmakers, and university leaders. 
They say it makes it more difficult for students in well-resourced schools. Experts expect the Texas percentage plan to get more attention in light of yesterday's SCOTUS ruling. Yet researchers have said the program was not successful at recouping the loss of on-campus diversity that schools like UT Austin and Texas A&M experienced after the 1996 regional ban on race-conscious admissions. Texas lawmakers have made significant changes to state agencies that remove vulnerable children from their homes. The move comes in the face of an embattled foster care system and a years-long lawsuit over putting kids in state custody at risk. Legislators chose to focus less on addressing the problems within the system and instead prioritized reducing the number of young people entering into state care in the first place. Members of the state legislature decided to modify how child abuse investigations begin and play out, making it more difficult for the Department of Family and Protective Services to remove kids from homes. Foster care-related bills this session emphasized keeping kids with families as much as possible. The state abuse hotline will stop taking anonymous tips against parents. And parents facing accusations will have stronger legal rights and representation. In terms of how to fix the system itself, lawmakers offered small adjustments, like requiring the state to provide foster kids with duffel bags or backpacks for their belongings, instead of trash bags. Keeping kids with parents as much as possible is an approach championed by both social conservatives and progressive child welfare abolitionists who would like to ditch the system entirely. But greatly restricting the state's intervention is also giving some anxiety. As the director of public policy at the foster kid advocacy group Texas Casa notes, while the system can traumatize kids and families, child abuse does happen. And it's not easy to balance those things. Check for updates to any of these stories at texastribune.org. And follow The Brief Podcast for daily news updates wherever you get your podcasts. We're going to take a break for the holiday. I'm Stephanie Wolf with The Texas Tribune. You've been briefed, and I'll see you on the 5th. Today's brief is brought to you by Raise Your Hand Texas. Raise Your Hand Texas believes that no matter what an education voucher is called, the policy is the same. They divert public funds to private schools and vendors. More at raiseyourhandtexas.org.